good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. Maybe your maybe your stupid opinions aren't right. And like, are you so sure your life is going so much the way you want it to go? And you're such a bloody paragon of virtue and the light is shining out every orifice and everyone who disabuses you of your notions is evil. Hey y'all, what's up? This is MCM and you're listening to You Probably Right Podcast. How you doing out there? (laughs) All right, well, I'm here for you again. Remember, I don't profess to be a professor of anything, but I do profess to be a Christian. I am not a doctor of theology, nor do I have an undergrad in theology. I am a believer in Christ Jesus. I believe in the 100% of the Holy Bible from Genesis to Revelations. And here we are, another episode. All right, listen, I'm going to do it a little bit different today. Usually I just go everything off the cuff. So um, hopefully you like this version. (laughs) All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another captivating episode of your Probably Right podcast. I am... MCM. And today we dive headfirst into the depths of the world under what of a world (laughs) undergoing a seismic shift that threatens the very essence of our beliefs and convictions. You see, we live in an age where the tendrils of societal expectations and financial systems reach into the very fabric of our lives. The alluring siren calls of conformity echo through the corridors of our workplaces, our homes, malls, (laughs) creeping into our churches, our clubs, our friendships, our relationships, demanding allegiance to ideologies that may conflict with the core principles that define a Christian. It is as if the invisible hand of compliance extends its grip, tightening its hold on our freedom and values. Finances, once seen as a means to stability and prosperity, can now become shackles, leading many astray from the paths they once held dear. But my friends, it is precisely in these times of upheaval that we must stand firm. We must be courageously confronting the uncomfortable truths that lie before us. For it is in the face of adversity that our convictions are truly tested. In the pursuit of worldly success and security, we must ask ourselves, What price are we willing to pay? Your salvation? Your kid's salvation? 
your neighbor's salvation, anyone you know's salvation? Will we forsake our faith, compromise our beliefs, and bow down to pressures of popular narrative? Or will we find the strength to navigate this treacherous landscape that is very slippery and falling apart while staying true to our core values of being in Christ? I didn't say Christian. I said being in Christ. It is not an easy path, my friends. The road less traveled is often beset with obstacles, stumbling blocks, peaks and valleys. And the choices we make can have a far-reaching consequence or far-reaching consequences. But let us not forget that the, the importance of resilience and the power of the Holy Spirit who is in each of us who are called believers in Christ. Through introspection, dialogue, and a steadfast commitment to seek truth, which is in the Word of God, we can find solace and guidance in the tumultuous, tumultuous world. We can build bridges of understanding even as the tides of conformity threaten to sweep us away. So my fellow truth seekers, let us embark on this journey together today. Now, I understand that I'm the only one answering questions, but hopefully, at least hopefully, I will stir up something within you in a positive way, in a positive way for you as a believer and to those you may speak and witness to. Let us delve into the challenges faced by believers and individuals of the Christian faith, true believers. As financial systems and societal expectations tighten their grip around our necks, by exploring the depths of the issues, we can equip ourselves with knowledge, wisdom, and the tools to navigate the stormy seas ahead. Join me. I'm MCM. As we venture into the heart of the storm, armed with courage, resilience, and a burning desire to preserve the essence of who we are as believers in Christ. Together, we will confront the looming shadows and emerge stronger, I pray, fortified by the unshakable convictions that the truth and the integrity will prevail. Welcome to They Are Coming For You. Let's begin. Okay, so check it out. First, let me let me explain something. Now, if you noticed throughout that little monologue, a little soliloquy, whatever you want to call it, I wasn't referring to myself as a Christian, even though I am a Christian. The reason why I said it that way is because many people say they're Christians. 
Many people say they're Christians, but they believe in same-sex marriage. Many people say they're Christians, but they don't see anything wrong with that whole community and that whole setup, even though the Bible, the Bible clearly is not for it. The Word of God does not speak in, in a positive manner in those types of relationships. It says that marriage is between a man and a woman. And whether you're a heterosexual couple and you're out of wedlock, it's a sin. Whether you're two men who decide to be in a relationship, it's a sin. The Bible says it. So those of you who are loosening your grip <laughs> when it comes to the word of God, you have to make some decisions. And I guess most of what I'm going to speak about today is probably going to be easy for someone like that, which I was just speaking about, because they've already lost their grip on what the Word of God says. Now, it's possible, maybe not by the fault of their own, because they might be sitting in a church, which I mean, I guess at that point, it might be your, your own. But if you're sitting under a church leadership that believes in all of that, then I'm just telling you, you're in the wrong church. And I'm just being honest. And who says that? Who says that I am right? How do I know? I only know and I only profess what the Bible says. Now, I'm not one of those people who sit under a minister who tries to go with every turn and flow of, of what is in society. Because I realize that society has never been for Christians, the true Christians, the true believers in Christ. And that's why I say in Christ, because there's many um, supposed sects of Christianity who do not believe in the 100% of the Bible. Many people who call themselves Christian don't believe that the earth was created in six days. They think evolution has something to do with it, even though science is over and over stated that there's no way that evolution was a thing. But I mean, I guess it depends <laughs> for your own self uh, what you believe, I guess. But the reality is we have a God <laughs> that has created this earth in six days. The seventh, he rested, not because he was tired. <laughs> he rested because he rested. <laughs> um, so anyhow, I speak on the, the Bible-believing Christian side. Now, I understand that in my podcast, I don't necessarily stay and state scriptures. Sometimes I do. But um, I like to be... It's a free-flowing conversation. Um, this is not a, a Christian part podcast, per se, even though it is owned by and run by a Christian. Um, I'm just, sometimes I'm just, as they say, and sorry if I gross you out, but sometimes I'm just spitballing. I'm just saying stuff and I'm hoping that it'll get a rise in um, someone. Now, of course, you know that this podcast for all intents and purposes, other than um, that for believers <laughs> and edifying believers is for uh, entertainment purposes only. Um, this does not, um, it certainly does not reflect anything as far as the belief systems that I 
<laughs> when it when it comes to the job that I do in the daytime, hundred um, percent. Many things are totally against the scriptures that I believe in. Um, this world is it's going wild, y'all. To be frank, if I can be, y'all be just be me, MCM. But <laughs> it's a reality. Anyhow, I give you some questions and tell me what I, what you what y'all think. Okay, so here's the first question. It says, how might financial pressure lead to individuals to individuals to compromise their faiths and beliefs? Um, well, I was thinking that the financial pressures that could happen would be concerning their jobs if they um, stand on the word of God. If they say, you know, um, Things are happening, like in the scriptures, where it says that men were leaving the use of women and lying with men, and women were using the leaving the use of a man and lying with a woman. And um, in the scriptures, where it says in the beginning it was not so. Um, of course, there's the old story of Sodom and Gomorrah and what they were doing in that part of the scripture, um, and other. <laughs> parts of the scriptures that vehemently speak against same-sex marriages, um, unions, behavior, um, sexual misconduct, whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you want to look at it, it, it is what it is. And um, I didn't write the Bible, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm a Bible-believing Christian. So if you want me to sit up here and say everything's okay as long as you're loving anyone and love is love and let's love everyone and everything. No, you can love your neighbor as yourself. You can wrap your arms around someone, maybe not physically or whatever, whatever, whatever turns your crank, as I said to someone the other day and they're laughing. Um, you can love people, but you can't celebrate their sin. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. The first I ever heard of a rainbow was in the Bible. And it was after the flood. You know where Noah created that huge ship? It might take him a whole bunch of years to, to do it. And then he floated out and the rest of the world drowned, except for those who were in the ship with him. The ark. Um, and after the rainbow showed up and God put it in the sky to let Noah know that he would never again destroy the world with water. He would never drown the world again. And there was a rainbow. That's the first knowledge I know of a rainbow. After that, of course, the world always takes something from the scriptures. I've, I've seen it in movies like Lord of the Rings. I've seen it in, um, what's it called? Harry Potter. I've seen it in so many different ways. So many really exciting, interesting, compelling movies that we probably as Christians shouldn't even be watching in the first place. Um, but many places they use little pieces. So I, I, I said all that to say that um, the second place I saw a rainbow was with a Lucky Charms cereal as a kid, you know? And, you know, telling us there's something on the other side of the rainbow and it's a pot of gold and it's a leprechaun and yada, yada, yada. And now it's turned into somehow turned into the flag for pride. I have no idea why. And um, I'm sure somebody could probably tell us, but I, I mean, I, I, if you asked me, I could probably give you some reasons why it's probably so. 
and even um the word pride now the way the reason why i say that you know as far as financial pressure is leading individuals is because things are changing in in um, institutions things are changing in workplaces i mean for instance in this year um as you looked on even something like linkedin where you're just in there finding a job um i've noticed that you know how we all have our little um icon or our little avatar or whatever it is i've noticed that there's so many companies using some sort of variation of the rainbow flag okay obviously not the rainbow that the bible talks about in the first book of the bible <laughs> um so yeah so that didn't happen like last week or 10 years ago um so i i would say we claim <laughs> we claim the, the rainbow but anyway um there's so many companies now for the month of june flying a flag depicting the colors and I guess saying that they're standing with those in that community now first of all I want to say before anybody thinks that I am I do not hate people of that community as a matter of fact most some of my best friends though <laughs> um, people I know and I've got along with very well and who I've appreciated who've helped me in various ways who I've helped in various ways who I've been able to carry on a conversation with and they're out there but do I stand up with that part of their life no I don't because the Bible doesn't and I'm a Bible believing Christian um, next question I think you kind of get where I'm going with this what are the potential consequences of believers who refuse to pledge allegiance to certain ideologies for job opportunities well the obvious if you're not on board, I mean, if you don't say certain buzzwords, um, you're not getting the job unless you've been promised the job and they really don't care about your um, your personal beliefs. But um, they want to hear, I'm telling you, in, in jobs nowadays, they want to hear certain way, words, which I'm not going to say right now, but they want to know how um, inclusive you are. You know, maybe you're a person who believes in merit. You know, I said last week, um, I think on the podcast, I said, at the end of the day, who do you want to um, fly your plane? Do you want the guy who got 97 on his skill and ability as a pilot? Or do you want somebody who maybe got 67, but is of uh, one of the different communities that um, society is now fighting for and extra hard? pause <laughs> um think about it i mean honestly i don't care and i mean to tell you the truth i i don't care as much as that i i speak my truth people around me know what i believe in and i don't mess around with it i i i maybe i'm not shouting it in in big board meetings or whole department meetings but individuals if they ask if we delve into that type of a conversation um, I honestly say what I believe. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm cool with something if I'm not. You're a liar then. That makes you worse than the person who totally de denies. You know, if you're a person who says you're a believer and then every time you go somewhere, you're hush, hush. Who can I say I'm not God? It's like, well, obviously you're not God. That's not the point. The point is the word of God stands as the word of God is. It's either you believe it or you don't. 
That's a fact. Question. <laughs> How does the loss of pension affect the financial stabilities and well-being of an individual of faith? Well, honestly, I mean, and this question is kind of whatever, whatever. But obviously, your, your pension is your pension. So, for instance, the question arises because it's like, okay... What if you're working in a company for a long time? Like, what if you're a person who's been working for a company for, say, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Maybe you're closer to, to, um, closer to retirement than you are to the beginning of your job. And as you know, if you've held down a job for a, a substantial amount of time, um, things have changed since since you you started that job whatever it is or wherever it is and um i mean if you have to quit or if you're fired you you'd be wondering like what's going to happen to your pension are you going to have a pension like i know in general we pay into pension plans but um our contribution like your your contribution could stop what if you have 15 more more years on your um in your job and you're losing it because you're standing up to being a christian saying saying i'm a christian and i don't stand with this or maybe somebody hears you say something and it's against the popular narrative maybe it's about um the community or maybe it's about whether or not you would rather donald trump or Joe Biden is the American president or maybe you or with Kanye West or maybe you're um, with Kyrie Irving or like just like any kind of thing that is against their thing can get you hemmed up, can get you fired, dismissed, can get that comfortability that you live in disrupted because they're out here to disrupt that's the the con one of the one of the the buzz phrases they're here to disrupt inclusion equity these are the buzzwords of now what role does social media play in the Hmm. Evaluation of individu individuals through social credit score. Well, the way I was thinking it is like, we do so much online, you know? I mean, obviously, most of you probably do a lot more than I do. So people are on Facebook, people are on Twitter, people are on Instagram, people are on Snapchat, I suppose. People are on Facebook, I, did I say that already? Um, LinkedIn. Um, and maybe you're a person who writes blogs or maybe you're an individual like me who has over a hundred episodes of, of speaking about what you believe in and what if it doesn't um, is not congruent with the popular narrative in many different aspects maybe you believe that Islamophobia doesn't even make any sense because it sounds like you're scared of people in the Islam Islamic faith Whereas maybe if you said hate, then that'd be different. But if you're scared of it, does it necessarily mean that you hate them or is it that you're scared of them or scared of it? Or maybe are you scared of the scriptures that 
they read and what it actually says that jihad is or maybe you're scared of um you know the capital punishment that you could um be under it at a, in a uh, islamic state or, or something like that you know what i mean like there's so many different things but i mean i'm just saying like there's so many places and so many ways that you can kind of fall through the cracks in the society. And what I'm trying to basically paint a picture for you is to say that the cracks are getting bigger. The cracks, which before maybe trip you up if you slipped up a word, like how I did one day when I, I, I used this uh, phrase that apparently now is offensive to a person who may be of First Nation descent in Canada or... Um, and it was just something that I've learned. I've heard many business people say it. Um, it was, had to do with a conversation between a couple people, but they used a word that it's not a conversation. It's more than a conversation um, to this set of people. But um, and I corrected myself, and somebody called me out on it, and I, I was really ticked off because um, I didn't mean it in any type of derogatory way. But it, the words came out of my mouth. I supposedly in mixed company, even though I was speaking very quietly, this person was listening in on my conversation or what to do when you are um, audio taped or you're videotaped doing something that maybe you wouldn't even normally do, but maybe you were just so irate that you acted out of your own normal behavior and you're going to pay the price. Um, have you ever wondered why <laughs> on a different note, have you ever wondered why there's so many people wearing masks? still um have you ever wondered why there's many people wearing um masks before covid um in various countries covering most of their face have you ever wondered why it wasn't just the pollution i know that people like to believe that <sighs> i believe there's something coming up and it's probably going to be something like a social credit score. I mean, everybody, they've been talking for years now about what's happening to the dollar, the American dollar, and obviously the Canadian dollar will follow. British dollar will follow. The pounds will follow. Um, I think the next, the next, because this world is moving towards more socialism, um, I believe the next currency we're going to have is our social credit score somehow there's some hamster on a wheel somewhere in some dark basement somewhere figuring out how to make our social credit score um give us access i guess to various things that maybe now we would pay for or maybe you know i, I just don't know where it's going whether it's going to be like maybe it's going to determine where you can live maybe it's going to determine what you can shop Maybe it's going to determine your paycheck. Maybe it's going to determine where you're going to be able to work. I really don't know. And you can call this uh, conspiracy theories if you want, but there's nothing way out there that I'm actually saying. It's just regular stuff. Um, I don't believe that you have to be left or right wing because most people who are right wing and who are speaking out, because it's not even the regular right wings that, ringers that are, are speaking out. It's the people who would normally be for classic liberalism but um because of the new push and i could tell you most a lot of this started around the time of george floyd and after all that and all those protests things changed i don't know if you remember i do because i won't say
but <laughs> I know I was gonna slip up and forget about it. But yeah. <laughs> Could you explain the notion of affinity flags and how they relate to the financial landscape for individuals of faith? Well, I, again, I, I basically already said it from even though just the icons on on companies um, companies businesses where where you know something like LinkedIn you're just there for a job but you have to know that the company stands behind people living certain lifestyles that are clearly against the, the, the beliefs of the Bible the words of the Bible against Jesus and I don't know, maybe if you refuse to fly it at your establishment, maybe you'll get, here is the word, canceled. Maybe. Maybe not. But probably at some point. That's simple. Okay. What challenges do businesses, business owners face when they feel compelled to align themselves with the popular worldly narratives well the simple answer to that is i'm sure everyone knows is if you don't go with the if you don't um adhere to the worldly narrative as a business owner you could be called out on social media i mean how many youtube videos have you seen where karen gets exactly what she wants i mean uh, our business owner disallows a black child from selling lemonade outside of their store or you know or or when the guy who was the boss of a company um dressed up like a bum begging outside of the of his own restaurant and seeing the behavior of his employees although of course they said the employee was fired and business goes on as usual but my point is is that anything you do in society now maybe not even in society maybe just on your email maybe just on chat gpt <laughs> maybe on your facebook wherever it is don't believe the hype about cloud you know i i, I had a i did a, a podcast one time about your physical copies um believe you, you think that everything's in a cloud somewhere <laughs> maybe it's in a cloud for you and it can disappear like that but I trust me when I say there was somebody with a database with a hard drive of some type of some sort that is properly organizing and collating all of the things that you're doing on the Internet. And I believe one day this is going to be used to tabulate a social credit score. And I believe that AI is going to do it. See, we thought, oh, how could that happen? But once the whole internet is used, I mean, think about it. ChatGPT is only operating up until 2021, right now as I'm speaking. But when they push that forward and they ask something like ChatGPT to organize something on John Smith, who lives at 123 Drury Lane in Ohio, they will be able to find every place that that person's lived, 
who that parent's mother, father, grandparents, grand, great-grandparents, cousins are, person he punched in the eye in grade four are. And I believe that it's going to be something in society. Maybe you're there now listening to me now and this has happened. And you're like, how did you know? Well, I'm not Daniel. And it doesn't say many, many tackle Ferris on, on the wall here, but it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. This world is going into a scary, scary mode. And maybe you're there right now as you're listening to me. What do you have to fight against any of this? The faith that you've been given in the Lord Jesus. The question is, will you stand up? The word of God says, those who deny me before men, I will deny before my father in heaven. Do you understand how serious this is getting? It's something for you to think about. I don't know if I should answer any more questions. Let me just pick one out of the bunch here. What role does spirituality guidance, spiritual guidance play in navigating the challenges of aligning with mainstream ideologies? Um, I wouldn't say spiritual guidance per se. I mean, Christian guidance, um, is important, but I mean, everybody's spiritual now. Many people say, I'm not a Christian, I'm spiritual or my spirituality, this, my spirituality, that, but what you need to be guided by is the word of God. Now, obviously you need to read this word of God for yourself. That is the Bible. Obviously, you need to attend and be a part of a, a church that preaches the whole Bible. The whole Bible. Not a church that jumps around from story to story. Not a church that tries to feminize all of the stories in the Bible, making husbands sitting in the pew antsy and scared to show up because they're being made fun of every Sunday. Not a church that calls themselves a church, but basically puts on a rock concert with the worship leaders and pastors in jeans on a Sunday morning with a pair of Jordans and a chain dangling from the neck and the best hairstyle they can possibly have with uh, maybe some buttons open or whatever it is. Like there, there's some nonsense a lot of nonsense that's in the scripture in I mean not in scripture in in the world in this day and age there's many ways to spot a place that you should not be in sometimes it takes a little bit longer to know the place that you should be in but it's pretty simple and I'm not saying that if you wear jeans and Jordans on um, on a stage at a church you're not a Christian that's not what I'm saying but when you're trying to put forth as a presentation of yourself, as somebody in high fashion on a Sunday morning and you're teaching, singing, playing instruments, or looking a little bit more provocative than would seem even normal, you know, or where it takes you the same amount of, like you, you're just putting on whatever you wore to the club, if you went to the club, right? Or like if you wouldn't look out of place 
we're not we're in the world but we're not supposed to be of the world and if your your whole thing is to be as fashion forward when you go into church in the sunday morning because you're wondering who's looking or you're trying to get someone to look because your body's not fully covered or whatever the case is but you understand where i'm going i know there's a lot of churches that call themselves churches and they say well you know we just want people to come as you are so therefore that's the reason why we dress down really how much do a pair of Jordans cost in your city? Because I'm pretty sure they cost more than a pair of regular dress shoes or the high fashion jeans or whatever it is. See, people say that, right? They say that they're stressed, they're dressed down because they want somebody who's maybe living at the the a mission or living at a group home or living at a, a shelter for women or whatever it is. But yet these people who say that are still dressing in high fashion, very expensive clothes. So, and I mean, you can find a suit or a pair of dress pants at a Salvation Army or um, one of those type places. So that was just another way to water down um, things at the church. It's kind of like the music. Like, yeah, the musicians might be amazing at your church. They may not even be Christians. <laughs> Imagine that. But they know how to read notes and they can play instruments and they can get paid if the church is paying. They'll play anything, some. I'm going to do this last question because I want to keep this one short because I know sometimes I ramble on and I go on forever. And I'll put these questions maybe in the description or something. You can ask these questions for yourself. But what practical steps can a listener take to maintain their beliefs in God and stand up for the values and face potential financial pressures? Well, I'll answer it backwards. I'll say, you know, because of financial um, potential financial pressures that are going to be coming, and it might be coming from this type of um, thing, some of these things that I've um, stated here, um, try to be as financially adequate and stable and self-sufficient as possible if you can open own a business own a business if you can save your money or maybe save precious gems like gold you know silver um diamonds i mean i don't really know but those but it was precious metals at least but um from that standpoint but how do you maintain your beliefs well Get the, the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Put on the helmet of salvation. Gird your loins with truth. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Knowing that you're trying to walk as Christ did in his day. With all the foolishness that we go through in our day. And that's about it today, y'all. Um, on my next episode, I'm hoping, I may not, but um, if I don't, I'm going to say it right here. I'm encouraging each of my listeners to listen to or read, probably read or, and listen to or both. Maybe do one and do two or do both at the same time after you've read. But um, read Romans 8. Uh, it's, it's a very important um, scripture in, in the Bible. Maybe um, read Hebrews 12. I think that's our 11 to 12. I think that's the, um, like they called it, like the, what is it called? Uh, Faith Hall of Fame. 
Um, read the Bible for yourself. I know many of you would just say, oh, I trust the priest. <laughs> I trust the pastor. No, read that Bible for yourself and know that the people who are at churches, yes, they are human and they do fall. And if they're not set straight, you never know what could happen or they could be set straight and something else happened or mental illness could befall them or whatever it is. And if you are going to counseling, by the way, I was going to allude to this earlier, but I just figured I'd just throw this in here for good measure. If you are a believer in Christ, if you are a believer in the whole Bible and you call yourself a Christian and you've read the Bible for yourself, most of it, and you do need counseling, look at the scriptures first. Secondly, have a discussion with someone who is also a Bible-believing Christian, hopefully an elder. And hopefully someone who doesn't have an axe to grind, <laughs> but is just going to tell you the truth. Get that counseling. Seek godly counseling, not just counseling, because everybody needs counseling now, apparently, since the year 2020, because everything is falling apart. And you know what I'm talking about. If you're going to get counseling, get godly counseling. Not somebody who just says, yeah, my family's Christian. That doesn't fly. You need to speak to a person, an individual who believes in the Holy Bible, all of the Holy Bible. Someone who is a Christian. Better yet, someone who attends church on a weekly basis. Or somebody who's a part of a body. Someone who believes in sound doctrine. Trust me. That's the only advice I'm really giving you. <laughs> Anyhow, this is MCM. This is You're Probably Right. And thanks for hanging out again. Take care. Hey, come check out You Probably Right podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh oh, yeah, God, self help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions and all the while understand that listen sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat well that's how it is here and because there's no topic well very few topics off the table Trontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there <laughs> hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting and hey maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere hope to see you soon